Now, welcome to the CatTunes podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Crowley. On this podcast, I'm going to talk about the stories behind my songs, the production tools that I've used, the production methods that I've employed, the instruments that I've played, the instruments that I've discovered, the arrangement methods that I've used, the real-life stories which precipitated the creation of my entire albums or of my separate tracks. So let's jump right into it, shall we? And uh, welcome, you're listening to the Catunes Podcast. This is episode 42. Today we're going to be talking about a song called Hero Torture from the same Overcome Super album. Uh, the groundwork for the music for this song was laid out as far back as 2006, late 2006 more specifically. And then I've written a little bit more in um, late winter, early spring 2007. And um, then I just didn't know where am I going to go with this, musically. I also did not know what part of the album is this track going to land on. Because first I thought that it's going to be somewhere in the beginning. Then I was like, no, 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 no. That's, that's too, too emotional, or rather, let's put it this way, too strong of an idea. It has too much of a punch to put it somewhere in the beginning. So maybe it should be somewhere close to the climactic point, somewhere somewhere around that spot, but not really too early and not too late. Okay, so I've shelved this song for a while. I didn't really return to Overcome, as I was saying on the previous episodes, I didn't really return to this project for years. Then I tried to return to this and Hero Torture, at that point in 2010, I thought that it should not be in the first part of the album, I thought it would be further on. And it was one of these unfinished songs that was just laying there forever. And um, I sort of needed to build things, to build other songs and other themes, other musical themes around, so that I would know um, what would be the references in Aero Torture. Because that's how I was thinking. Uh, about a concept album like this. I needed all the main themes to be well-developed and scattered all over the place in different songs. In some songs they would take on the lead role, in other songs they would show up and sort of make a cross-reference. And Hero Torture was one of these songs that was awaiting its hour because I wasn't certain where is the climactic point gonna happen. And uh, it remained shelved all the way until 2018-2019 when I went into uh, wrapping up the Overcome album and I went in full scale and I, at that point I was determined to wrap up whatever is left there and instead of sitting on this and over-rationalizing the entire album to just go with the feel of it and uh, just write, just let it happen. Because I, I was thinking about Overcome for a for years. So at that point in 2019, especially when I was writing the lyrics for Hero Torture, that was 2019 by the way, that was spring 2019, I've already moved to the United States, and uh, I sort of knew a lot better how am I gonna word things and what exactly am I gonna say. So the lyrics in Hero Torture are all fresh. They are modern lyrics, they're not, they weren't written back in 2006 or 2007 or 2010, no. They were written well, basically almost a couple of years ago. Um, and I think that it's better this way that it was written so late, because now that I have the benefit of hindsight, I have a better understanding kind of of like how to express the things that I wanted to talk about in this song. And that, those are some important things, which apparently plagued me and bothered me for a long while, because in Hero Torture, I'm talking about the kind of emotions and the kind of feelings that I've had 
for years, but wasn't really able to express them properly. So let's go right into the lyrics, and um, I'll try to comment on whatever is in the lyrics. So the song opens with the first verse that goes through the clutter of the strings and knots of my nerves and veins, hidden under every inch of skin. There's a truth, I know. I can feel it closer every time I claw through the shadows. I'm on a roller coaster ride through Hades and black holes. Uh, this first verse basically describes, well, you could say describes my life and the way I've seen it, the way I still sort of see it. It is a roller coaster and you know a lot of the truths about it and about yourself. I always knew those truths about myself. Sort of like through the clutter of the strings and knots of my nerves and veins, you know, it's sort of like it's in your bones, in other words. And then there's the second verse that goes, I could nurture, but instead I'm dry and devoid of life. Ero tortured in a disassociative overdrive. Every cell and atom is coerced to burn in attraction, only to be soaked in pain and ripped apart by passion. What this verse is about, it's about me being a transsexual woman instead as opposed to being a born biological woman. So that's what it means when it says I could nurture but instead I'm dry and devoid of life. It's about not being able to uh, birth children and probably not ever gonna be able to do that. Ero tortured in a disassociative overdrive. Well, uh, gender dysphoria is quite a wild thing. Let me tell you this, uh, and it's been quite a ride, and um, it's been quite a bunch of years that I've been on this journey, and uh, I've been thrown off this journey a few times, and um, it's been very tough. So it is an ero torture this sense of living, it's not like you're living in someone else's body. That's not very accurate, really. It's just that you look at your body and you're like, well, it could have been slightly different. It's just not there. It didn't get there. You know, as a little kid, I think when I was like seven, eight, nine, even, well, maybe not nine, but okay, like four, five, six, I believed naively, very naively, I believed in magic. And I believed that at some point what will happen is that I will just transform and be just like my cousin sister and I'll just, you know, mature and grow up like my mother. I sort of had that knowledge that that's exactly what's going to happen, that I'm just like my cousin sister, I'm like my aunt and I'm like my mother. Um, so when that did not happen, which of course it can't happen, you know, because, because it can't, and then reality started to set, settle in. Um, ever since then, I, I did have this feeling of that, of, in, of being incomplete. And um, it's sort of expressed here. Every cell and atom is coerced to burn in attraction. Well, that's what happens when, throughout the years, I've always felt tremendous attraction towards men, but then you know, you're drawn to men, you want men, you want sex, you want passion, you want all of those things. But you also feel that the crucial part is missing, and that part is that you are not able to birth children. You want to love a man passionately. You're attracted to a man, you're picking a man, you're trying at least to pick a man who could be a good partner. And deep inside, you're burning and dying for wanting a family with this man, for wanting to bear a child from him. It burns you really bad. It hurts a lot. Only to be soaked in pain and ripped apart by passion. And that's what happens. Sort of like the passion that naturally is in your bones. It's right there. It drives you. It drives you. That same passion also rips you apart. And it's very painful. Especially when... Uh, when I've had the 
opportunity to, so to speak, when I had the opportunity to really, really deeply fall for a man. That feeling of pain is also something that followed. While I was ripped apart by passion and it was such a blissful feeling, and then there is that dark, painful underbelly of that I cannot have children. I cannot have a child with this man. It is impossible. It's very painful. So let's move on to the next. Uh, what's next? And the next part is the hook. So, like a ghost locked in my flesh and kept at bay, among the living, chasing life, watching it slip away, loathing and hurt, I choke on lust, anxious and drowning, drowning in dismay, insecure, I'm running astray, hoping to self-absolve, stranded in denial of love. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there big time. And in some parts, somewhere in between these lines, I'm still there. Like a ghost locked in my flesh and kept at bay. Well, that's basically what I was just talking about, right? Among the living, chasing life, watching it slip away. That's a very, very heavy, nasty feeling when you're like, well, I'm supposed to... I'm supposed to. I'm driven, naturally. I'm supposed to be with a man and be a mother and have, you know, kids... And a life, and instead of that, you're roaming um, like some restless spirit because you're different, and um, you get what you get, you know, and um, you just watch your life slip away. It just slips away. It just goes away like sand through your fingers. Loathing and hurt, I choke on lust, anxious and drowning in dismay. Insecure, I'm running astray. I've been insecure and I've been running astray. Um, hoping to self-absolve, stranded in denial of love. That's what happened when, <laughs> perhaps for the first time, when I fell in love really bad. And then when it hurt so much that I went, that I went in denial and I didn't want to hurt myself again. Then there's the next verse. I am Alice. Gazing at the world from behind the looking glass, wrapped in sadness, like a battered heart in a doomed romance. As I'm cutting deeper, ignorance becomes a virtue. Big on pain and self-denial, I am living my hero torture. Basically, everything is said right here in these lyrics. I'm Alice gazing at the world from behind the looking glass. That's the kind of unreal feeling that I was getting. And sometimes some of it is still there. It's not like full-blown dissociation, but it sort of lurks in your mind. And sometimes it catches up with you when you look at the world and you're like, everybody's got a normal life, or at least most people, you know, more or less a normal life. And you could have been living that life, and you are not living that life. It's just not there, and there is nothing you can do about it. And uh, that's the kind of persistent feeling that I was getting while I was living in Russia. Uh, and for years upon years upon years, well, ever since I started my transition, I did not correspond to my own ID because it didn't look like my, you know, like my dead name in the, in the ID or my photograph there. And um, I couldn't change it. I couldn't change it, so I just kept going with uh, whatever kind of life I could have. And uh, that was pretty crazy. Let's put it this way, that was pretty crazy. So, you're sort of in the midst of something crazy like that. You look at, uh, like, for example, I don't know, in, in um, 2008? Yes, that was 2008. Spring 2008, when I was living in a basement, I was sitting and smoking a cig. Um, in May, in the sun, uh, outside the basement, sitting sort of right on the asphalt on the um, on the staircase, getting out of the basement. And there were people walking by, people passing me by, and I'm looking at all these windows in this large, huge building, uh, multi-apartment complex, an old one. 
I'm looking at all those windows and I'm wondering like they have curtains and they have like some someone has flower pots and someone is growing those flowers and someone concerns themselves with flower pots and someone is hurrying back from you know picking up their kids from school someone is someone goes for groceries there are some construction workers doing something there are some folks in the little yard uh, which is like a little park some folks are sitting there someone is doing something and I'm like God I am so not there you sort of have a feeling like as if you're watching all of this happen from behind a looking glass like Alice you could say and that's one of my names, Catherine Alicia Rita Corelli. So I am Alice gazing at the world from behind the looking glass. That refers exactly to this feeling. Then there is the hook again. And uh, it goes like a ghost, locked in my flesh and kept at bay, among the living, chasing life, watching it slip away, loathing and hurt. I choke on the lust, anxious and drowning in dismay, insecure, I'm running, I'm running astray, hoping to self-absolve, stranded in denial of love. Then there is, it all sort of goes into a darker part of the song, where I'm also looking back at my father. And a couple of men that were just complete assholes. And generally speaking, narcissists that I have met uh, on my way. So. This section goes, negligent, spiteful, arrogant, prideful, sadistic beast. That's about my father. I won't get bitten again, won't be coerced to become a narcissist. It's so perverse to deny that you've drawn, that you're drawn to the darkness you hate when you're alone. But once you settle in, even hell becomes home. What this says is, this is about the dark, about my shadow self, and about my... Uh, I don't want to use the word hatred because it's not hatred, it's my anger towards my father. But at the same time, the realization over time that I do have my shadow self as well. And just if, just if, I've allowed that darkness to take over, it's almost attractive. It's almost attractive. It's that weird feeling when you look at someone else's demons and you sort of know what kind of demons that person has and you're like and my demons they sort of echo to that it's seductive it's very seductive sometimes not always sometimes when you when you're vulnerable evil can become seductive even hell becomes home and that that is about that once you settle in well it's it's all right there in the lyrics and um, but once you settle in even hell becomes home you sort of get used to things you really get used to things there is a bright side to this and then there is not a very bright side to this apparently uh, then it goes I wish I could love without getting split I wish I could speak without getting deaf I wish I could be whole but I have to admit I'd love to love without hating myself what this refers to is romantic, passionate attraction to men and the constant fear of rejection and sort of splitting inside and being constantly self-aware because you're not, you can't really immerse yourself in your feeling for the guy. What happens is that you're constantly worried and obsessed with what the guy thinks about you because you are not a regular girl because you have some you know some peculiarities let's put it this way dark and devious crooked and hideous parasite I come after you with eyes open wide while your demons bite mine howl back at them in delight lust and arrogance keep me warm at night I've been there I used to be pretty arrogant and uh, lustful and I used to run on those emotions but what would also happen is that when I would meet or 
run into a person who would be quite crooked um, and dark and you know hideous and of course it's also about my father again I come after you with eyes open wide so it's like I'm going for that ultimate darkness going after that ultimate darkness that bit me when I was little and then it says while your demons bite mine howl back at them in delight and that's precisely what allows me to go after that darkness after that nasty creepy dark devious crooked hideous darkness because I have a darkness of my own and that gives me the power to go after it but at the same time there is an element of attraction there is an element of seduction because it's like you're going after the dragon and you want to slay the dragon and you want to you want to kill that monster and at the same time you might fall in love with the power that that gives you so you got to keep those demons in check you know what I mean um, warm at night lust and arrogance keep me warm at night warm at night you know when there is nothing else to keep you warm at night that's not a lot of fun really then there is the hook again like a ghost Locked in my flesh and kept at bay among the living, chasing life, watching it slip away. Loathing and hurt, I choke on lust, anxious and drowning in dismay. Insecure, I'm running astray, hoping to self-absolve, stranded in denial of love. Then it goes on. While your demons bite, mine howl back at them in delight. I come after you with eyes open wide. Eyes open wide, this is about, you know, like, eyes wide shut, right? This is eyes open wide, meaning that I'm fully aware of what exactly am I looking at. I'm fully aware of what kind of evil am I going after. What kind of darkness am I going after? And that I will not rest until that darkness is exterminated. I will fight that darkness. And that refers to the darkness, the external darkness and my internal darkness as well. Well, my internal darkness, the beasts that I do know, I keep them in check. Dark and devious, crooked and hideous, well, crooked, but, you know, the way it's uh, sung in the song is dark and devious, crooked and hideous, parasite. Rage and revelry keep me alive inside. I was running on rage for years. I've taken that anger that was brewing inside of me. I was, I've taken that pain that was inflicted upon me and of course I was enraged of course I have I've had a lot of anger in me so what I did because I didn't want to be self-destructive because I've tried and I knew what that would lead to and I've seen other people being self-destructive so I've concluded that that's not what I'm gonna do so I've converted that energy of that rage I put it towards other things something more productive and I was running on that rage and revelry for a very long while. Used it for gasoline, basically. Your demons and my shadows can dance like no one else. Dark and devious, my secrets like cinders glow. Locked in my flesh, pain, lust and darkness coalesce. I'd love to love, but first, one of us should go. This refers to... Uh, this refers to a guy for whom I fell really hard around 2015. Actually, these lines have nothing to do... It's not about my father, it's not about 2006, 2007, no, it's uh, about a much later time. It sort of ties in into Hero Torture too, because it's yet another aspect of... Your demons and my shadows can dance like no one else. It's about, like, when you realize that there is no way that you can ultimately defeat the darkness, you're like, well, everybody got some darkness in them, so you... And sometimes you meet someone with whom you think exactly that, you think. Your demons and my shadows can dance like no one else. Dark and devious, my secrets like cinders glow. Locked in my flesh, pain, lust, and darkness coalesce. I'd love to love, but first one of us should go. And this indicates the inner work that I recognize is necessary that I should let go of something darkness pain perhaps so that I could move on 
And then it repeats itself, as far as I understand. Your demons and my shadows condense like no one else. I love to love, but first one of us should go. Your demons and my shadows condense like no one else, dark and devious. My secrets like cinders glow. Locked in my flesh, pain, lust, and darkness coalesce. I love to love, but first one of us should go. So this song, Hero Torture, is packed with a whole variety of things. It is about being barren, not being able to birth children. It is about chasing demons, using your own demons to chase other demons or to resist other demons. It's about fighting darkness, pursuing, uh, pursuing a victory over darkness, then realizing that it's not completely possible and that darkness will be always out there and then also recognizing that, you know, sometimes maybe you just need someone with whom, uh, with whose demons your shadows can dance, like with nobody else. So that's basically what the song is about, and as you can see, it sits, um, it sits in the second half of the Overcome album, so this is not about the earlier stages, this is about the later stages of the album, of the story, and of my life. Because this is not me from 2006. And a little bit of it, yes, but it's not all me from 2006. I just didn't know that much and didn't go through that much back in 2006 or 2007. All of that was still ahead of me. So, that's what it's, what it's all about. With that being said, let's move on to the music analysis, shall we? we go with the music analysis of this piece and uh, to begin with this song Hero Torture is an F sharp minor for the most part yes it deviates into other keys but it starts with F sharp minor and um, here's the thing this is a massive massive piece with lots of stuff going on there so I will try to show you the main key parts like the hook the verse I'll try to avoid going all in on like the riffs, the complex riffs in the second half of this song, and um, I'll just, you know, touch briefly on the most notable parts and sort of try to give you the overall structure of the song. The way it is built, um, you have the hook and the verse melodies introduced pretty early on, right after, after the intro, and then the hook reappears again uh, in a reinforced state, you could say, um, later on, it becomes the climax, the climactic point. And also, too, it is weaved in with a different rhythmical context, and, you know, when the, uh, when the music becomes a lot denser, it is deliberately driven to that point. There is another theme that is a quote from the song The Beast, which we have explored earlier, which was pretty heavy. Uh, the melody from the hook of The Beast appears on Hero Torture for a reason, because of... because it, it, it relates, because it is part of that same darkness. Only that this is Hero Torture, however, it quotes that melody from The Beast, from the hook of The Beast, because it is also fueled by plenty of darkness and pain and anger, apparently. So, here's how we're going to go about this. I'm going to turn on the track, and as usual, I'm going to stop it occasionally and give some, uh, give some comments. Let's begin from the beginning. This is F-sharp minor. Minor. 
Mars. G major. F sharp minor. There is the second half of the first verse. So what's important to note here is that basically the chords, the whole verse revolves around two or three chords. But um, what makes it peculiar is all the uh, everything in between those chords, because mostly, as you can see, it is focused on a riff-based uh, bass, a walking bass that does things. So you have... In fact, this is a G major uh, plus 7, 9. Through the clutter Again, G major. So here it's we're sort of briefly using F major instead of using Instead of using an inversion of the dominant chord, right? We're using an uh, F major. And this all, this movement, whatever is going on there, uh, changes the context. So it gives you just, as I said, it's uh, riff based. In fact, you could all summarize that in. D major C sharp major F sharp minor Again, C sharp major Then we're going into the second half of the verse, which is basically the same stuff, only that it happens um, with a slightly different con with a slightly different rhythmical context. Let's move on. to try to dissect what's going on in the hook. This is one of these key elements that I will uh, go through. Like a ghost. The whole song, the whole uh, Irritorture song has a lot of nines in it, let's put it this way. Uh, it has a lot of seven chords and has a lot of nine chords. So, it starts out with a 9 chord, B minor, 7, 9. Like a ghost, 
then we're going into a G major, which is a G9. Locked in my flesh and locked in my flesh and, and then F sharp minor. Captain sort of E major. Let's try to analyze this. So, from the beginning, here's how it goes. B7, 9, then G major. We're in F sharp minor, don't don't forget. F sharp minor. Then C major. Back to B uh, minor seven nine. Then E major, an inversion. flat major plus 7 and F sharp minor then the bass goes down to C sharp then makes a D so all of a sudden everything that hangs on top is a D major plus 7 then the bass keeps moving upwards to an F So, what does that imply? It implies that this is not any F major, this is an F major plus 7, 9 again. As I said, there's a lot of 9s here. Back to B minor. Let me check what's the second uh, part of the hook. here in the second half of the hook we have an F major plus 7 here and then all of a sudden we're going into a D major plus 7 to G minor, but we arrive into F sharp, see? So the second part of the hook, here's how it goes. B minor, minus 7, 9. G major, 9. F sharp minor. 
F major plus 7. Then we're going into a D major plus 7. B flat major plus 7. G major. F sharp minor. So this on this bass, right? This is an inversion of C sharp major, but with its own little peculiarities. So you have a plus five here. Here it is. Or you could call it an A, basically. And we are seemingly in harmonic minor. Uh, so, we have here already an E-sharp, but there is also in the melody an E-natural. And then it runs up to, and there's that scream on C-sharp, and then we fold down. Everything drops, and we're going into This is a quote from The Beast, from the song The Beast, which we have already heard earlier, which was a very, very dark and angry song. Uh, let's listen from wherever I've stopped, and I will uh, comment as we go.
musical diversity. And we're in B minor at this point. Back to F sharp minor. going to A minor, and the two riffs blend together and mute into something else. Plenty of chromatic action going on. Back to F sharp minor. Again, basically two chords. We are dancing around what was introducing the intro.
a little bit upon uh, what's with this last uh, this last melody that rides atop of that building uh, constantly building up riff You see, it's a very wide melody, and it's all over the place. You see those broad, wide leaps. It underlines that we're in harmonic minor, which is a which gives it its sadness and tragedy. Again, this half tone is really important because it gives the flavor. It starts with a fifth, and then D major. And in fact, we are dancing around a plus 7, 9, D major here, the top of it. And that D minor, again, we're underlying the harmonic nature of uh, the minor in this song, right? going on there. Uh, one of my favorite chord progressions, quite frankly. So with that being said, this is the music analysis for Aero Torture and let's uh, move on to the next section, shall we?
Well, in conclusion to Hero Torture, I'd like to say that there is, as I've mentioned before, there is a reason why Hero Torture quotes uh, a track that had recently appeared in Overcome, namely The Beast. Uh, if The Beast was like the anger and the rage on Overcome, Hero Torture is the pain on Overcome. Yes, sure enough, there is plenty of, plenty of pain spread out throughout the album, but this is where pain is almost made sensual. It is depicted in a very tragic and very passionate way. And this is why uh, this is why it is linked to the beast and quotes that melody, because it, it shows that anger from a different angle. It's not just blind rage and blind, blind anger for the sake of anger and rage. No, it you're so pissed and you're so angry because you're so hurt and it is tragic that's why it is quoted on Arrow Torture and as you can hear the conclusion to this song is pretty pretty tragic musically so it's not uh, Arrow Torture and I'm just guessing I'm just guessing that a lot of people who see the title who see the title Arrow Torture they're thinking ah oh, it has to do something with BDSM or whatever something kinky it is not really a kinky song, it is rather... Um, it is a tragic song. At the very core of it lies the pain of... not being able to love whom you want to love. And perhaps equally importantly so, not being able to love... the man you would love to love, the way you would want to love. And that includes not, that is not just about the sex and passion and attraction and drive and all of those things. It's also about children. It's also about not being able to fulfill your role as a woman. That's what Hero Torture is essentially about. And uh, that's precisely what makes this song so tragic. And that's why it sits rather in the second half of the Overcome album. It doesn't appear earlier because earlier... Uh, like in 2006 or 2007 or even 2010, I still did not know full scale the pain, the pain of this. Uh, but further in life, as I went through life, uh, after a few encounters, I've learned more. I've learned more about myself, and uh, I've learned more of that pain. Let's put it this way. Uh, and I'm guessing perhaps Era Torture was not. Uh, bound to be written back in 2006 or even in 2010 for that exact reason. And I think it's sort of even better this way. It keeps things more real. So in a way I'm glad that I've written this, that I've finished writing Hero Torture musically and then wrote all of the lyrics in, rather in 2019 after I had lived a little bit more. And with that being said, I'm going to conclude this episode. Um, if you haven't listened to any of my music, if you've never heard any of my music, I would of course recommend for you to uh, look for Catherine Corelli, Catherine with a C, Corelli with a C. Uh, look for my music on any major streaming platform. You can find me on Deezer, on Spotify, on Apple Music, on iTunes, and even on YouTube. Yes, you can find me there too. And if you're going to if you're gonna go and listen to my music on YouTube, you might as well check out my uh, other show, which is the Cat Talk uh, show on YouTube, where I'm mostly talking not about music at all, I'm talking about all the other things that are not music related. Also, I have a playlist there, it's called Cat Vibes, where I'm showing, you know, some background kind of stuff. Sometimes I'm doing things in the backyard, sometimes doing something with clay, sometimes making boxes for my soap. And sometimes I'm, you know, showing my process, you know, the way I record uh, vocals uh, or guitars or drums even. So if you're interested, check it out. Uh, go to my YouTube and, and again, look look up Catherine Carella and find my YouTube channel and subscribe. I will, I will appreciate this. Also, too, if you like my music, if you love my music and you are listening to some of my music on, on other platforms, whichever platforms, feel free to create playlists and share my music. That would help me out a lot. Now, if you want to help me in a different way and also gain something for your skin health 
and hair health, I would recommend for you to check out my other project, which is a soap business. Well, to be more precise, skin health and aromatherapy products. So check out southerncaracol.com. We're selling uh, skin health products like soaps, lotions, lip balms, uh, shampoo bars. All of these products are natural, made in the United States. Uh, made in Kentucky and in Tennessee. So if you want to check that out and you know make yourself a nice present or maybe make a present for someone else, please check out southerncaracol.com. This is where I'm going to be dropping off. Thank you very much for checking out this podcast and spending your time with me. I do appreciate this a lot. I love you and you will hear me on the next episode.